Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. This is Jenny G. Perry, and you are listening to Goddess and Gab. And I have Lisa Fabulous. I'm just teasing. <laughs> it's, it's my friend, Lisa. I wanted to welcome. Lisa, you say your name better than I say it. Say it again. Lisa Fabrega. I love it. I love it. Because yours is like fancier than mine. Mine's just Perry. But yeah, we could just call her Lisa Fab for sure. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited for my audience to meet you. Oh, I'm really excited to be here. We have been following each other for, um, for quite some time. And I just like the more I connect with you, the more I'm like, oh, my God, she's amazing. And I love everything that you write. Because um, I, I think you have such a distinct viewpoint. And that's something that we were discussing before the podcast about how that's, that's, you know, sometimes we're told to be, you know, vanilla. So everybody is, you know, as happy as what we say, but that's not the kind of girls that we are. So tell the audience a little bit about you. <laughs> well, um, I am a coach and a writer. And I, if I could summarize what I do, it's that I really help you get deeply connected with your soul so that you can create in your life and your business, uh, basically your life, what is actually aligned with you and your truth and what you're called here to do. Uh, because, you know, we live in a world that tells us that we're broken and that we can't trust our judgment. And so then we make choices and decisions based on what other people tell us. And I really believe that you have all the wisdom of the universe inside of you. And that if we can help you tap into that, then you can become your own guru and your own expert in your life and just make decisions that are better aligned. And when they're better aligned, they bring more abundance and you have more success and, and you're stepping into what you're actually called here to do on this earth in this lifetime. So that's basically what I do in terms of work. And that's honestly, my work is my life and my life is my work. It's something I'm very passionate about. I'm very passionate about being in touch with my soul so that I can make the impact I'm here to make. And I'm very passionate about helping other people um, step into the impact they're here to make because I feel if we're all doing that, we're creating a better world. I love that. That is so that is so beautiful. I really, I absolutely love that. And the idea of um, people being their own inner guru that is something that I do with my coaching as well. I love when I'm able to get somebody to the point where they actually realize how freaking amazing they are that you already know and how like they have their own intuitive wisdom. That I love that. Like I've had clients go on to then write after you know coaching with me and it's like I'm like a proud mama where I'm like see that was inside of you but they don't know it there and yeah. and also a lot of it is like we I think that our generation was kind of you know still raised with that like well who are you to be like to think that you can be this or that or like just or even reinvent yourself because I think you reinvent yourself many times in your life I mean, just like when you go to high school, you have to kind of reinvent yourself. When you go to college, you know, whether you get married, you have children, like whenever you do something new, you kind of are reinventing yourself. Even like if you move to a new town, you're not, you don't have to like change your name and change everything about you, but you do get that fresh start to reinvent yourself. And that's why I think when people 
when people come to us for coaching, that's what they're looking for is like that, you know, 2.0 version of themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, and they're attracted to strong women like you and I. And so we're just going to get into the heat of it because we both are very vocal women. And I thought that you shared something that was really cool and got some backlash um, related to the election. Um, And that's some of the misconceptions that I think, you know, women like you and I that write about soul things that then we wouldn't be necessarily as passionate and fiery. To me, they go hand in hand. Like knowing your inner truth is not always going to be rainbows and unicorns. Right. (laughs) I agree. And I think that, um, I think that, you know, we have so many stigmas in our society around what being spiritual and good means, you know, quote unquote good. And we have these ideas that it means you're like meek and quiet and you don't like stand up for yourself and you don't um, get into discussions with people that are passionate. And uh, I think that's a really just a really big disservice to have that view of being someone who's really connected to your soul. Because if we look at some of our like greatest leaders that created the biggest impact in the world, they were all radicals, right? Like for example, Martin Luther King was a radical. Um, if you ever want to look back to like Jesus, right? Like there is a mm-hmm. passage in the Bible where Jesus literally destroys the markets outside of a temple because he's angry at the disrespect, right? Like, so, you know, and even if you look at Gandhi, like Gandhi was a radical too. Um, I was recently at Standing Rock volunteering and what, what I feel like I had one of the most profound lessons of my life there because I saw that in action, what we're talking about, because while we were at the camp, the elders who are the ones that we listen to and respect and look up to because they know their stuff, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. they would say to us every day, this is a camp of prayer and peace. And we are here to pray every day, 24 seven. There's a fire, there's a sacred fire that's burning 24 seven. Um, They call it the, the, the fire of the seven councils. And there's, I mean, it is a 24-7 prayer camp, yet they leave the camp and they silently protest. They walk to the front lines, they sing, they pray, they invite the policemen into the circles to hold hands and pray with them. They pray for the souls and the hearts of of the the oil pipeline company that's really victimizing them, right, And, and raping and pillaging their land. But that to me was like the perfect example of what I think true soul warriors look like right like they're kind they're not causing violence but they're and they're praying and they're praying and sending love to the heart of their perpetrators but they're also not laying down and letting them just walk all over them they're protesting Mm. they're causing a stink about it they're saying no you can't treat me this way i am a human being too and i think to me that's what a spiritual leader looks like and if we look back to our spiritual leaders that's what you find you don't see a bunch of meek people who just lay back and are just focused on trying to be quote unquote nice to everybody because usually what that means actually jenny which i'm sure you'd agree with me is that being quote unquote nice is just about getting people to like you and if you're focused oh my god on, yeah if you're focused on everybody liking you you're screwed because then you're not really being yourself just being a version of you that will be approved of by everybody. And that's violence towards yourself. So mm-hmm. um, I say this to my clients all the time and I say it to myself and I've, and I've had it said to me by my mentors, which is you're not here to be liked. <laughs> you're not here to be liked. You are here to speak your truth. 
with love, obviously, but love isn't just like quiet and meek and cute all the time. Love is fierce. You know, love, Mm -hmm. unconditional love can be fierce. Unconditional love can mean chopping off the head off the BS, you know, like we have to redefine how we view these things. Otherwise we're just like trying to fit ourselves into these molds of what we think nice is, you know? And I know that I shocked a lot of people with being so vocal and because I'm not, I'm not always sharing about political stuff because that's, I'm not, uh, that's not my agenda either. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's fine if that's somebody wants to be a news reporter or whatever, but I share what what inspires me. And that was, you know, that I share the, the, you know, quote about grabbing by the pussy and because it really was jarring to me. And it was my statement about like, this isn't okay to me. Like I am a mother. I'm not okay with it. I, I, for my daughters, if a guy talks like that to, to them, I would never tolerate that. Yep. And my sons, I have to, uh, my children are watching. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like, I know people that voted for, voted for Donald Trump that didn't want politics as usual. That's the mm-hmm. argument that I heard. And I understand that I don't know everything about politics. None of us do. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Of but course. I could not in good conscience as a mother you know, be okay with that. Like my children are watching to see what I'm going to do. So yeah. if I am the firecracker, I don't mind that. And if, and if somebody will look at that and then not like me or like my message of self-love because we disagree on something, they're not part of my tribe. They're really not yeah. because you, in order to learn from people, sometimes they're going to have to say something different. That's going to make you think. And actually when we're triggered, that's a good thing sometimes because it really makes us get super clear about what's important to us. Yeah. And with, with the march, I think that some people, like, I, I was so inspired, and I felt like there was such positivity, like you're talking about with uh, Standing Rock. There was nothing negative about the march that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what party lines that you're on, the fact that you had women organize this. And there was, there was, you know, a lot of estimates that there was half men there. That was you so know, a beautiful. Lot of there. Yeah, I, I went and I saw a ton of men. Yes, and, but it was not about that our freaking football team lost. It was about, right. it was about rights. It's about right. rights that, that's, if you have all the rights, then maybe you just don't get it. But if you have friends that are gay, that, you know, to think about, like, I can't remember, and I don't want to start, like, trying to think that I'm, like, factual about everything because I'm not, like, I'm not a reporter. But I know that there are certain, like, people that have been putting this in the cabinet and even, like, the vice president, you know, to pray the gay way. To me, I'm like, did I go back in time? Did I? Did I seriously get on some weird, crazy ass boss like an, I'm in a movie and we've gone back in time? Because there's certain rights that we were so glad to have, even Roe v. Wade. Like, there's certain things that are just, it's a given that you and I, it's a given to us now. And even like for my children, certain things that they're just going to think is a given, but it wasn't a given to my mom and yeah. your mom. Yeah. You know, like this stuff that's new, it's yeah. freaking new. And, and what fired me up? especially was the fact that I felt like in 2017, we, we, we would be done with a lot of this shit and we'd be able to teach the other people in, in other parts of the world where women are slaves. I mean, that's the thing is that, yeah. you know, I think that sometimes, you know, people can get so into their own like dramas and like, and the politics, you know, the drama of the politics that they forget that there are women suffering all across the world that they need an example of what strong women are like. And, and what is it? Didn't the Dalai Lama say that the world will be saved by the Western woman? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the truth. So that I just, I felt like the March was such a positive thing, 
but yet I got so, so much negative response on Facebook. And I'm not looking to fight with people ever. Like, I like open discussions, like you said. Like, if we can have a discussion and see, like, what someone's viewpoint was. But nobody came at me with that. Nobody was like, nobody, could you imagine, like, how great and refreshing this would have been? Is that they were like, dearest Jenny, like, I respect your point of view. And I would just like to tell you why I voted for him and my logical you know, explanation of this, so we can respect each other. Nobody said that, right? How fun would that be? That would be so much more, more yeah. interesting. And you got some negative, um, some negative comments, and you were saying like you, you did have a discussion with one of your clients mm-hmm. about your different political views and and how beautiful that was, right? Yeah, you know, to me, I don't view it as political, honestly. Like, I don't consider myself a very political person. I'm not a person that identifies with being Democrat or Republican. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I do tend to be more quote unquote liberal if I compare myself to certain people in my family who are very conservative, but I can be conservative on some things, right? And I can be super liberal on others. So I don't really consider myself a political person. I consider myself a person that's concerned with human rights and making sure that everybody has access to things that allow them to have a good life. And I, I'm, I'm concerned with helping people and I'm concerned people feeling free and being free on this earth. And that's what I'm concerned with. And so when I post, you know, I'm not posting from a political perspective even. I'm posting from a place of wanting goodness for all. And when I see things that affect the rights of other people, I'm thinking there's got to be a better way that we can honor everybody's, you know, beliefs and opinions, but still honor the humanity that we all share. Um, And that's the place that I post from. And it's very interesting to me because when I do post even from that place, I do get people that think this is political, like even a perfect example. um, Like I was telling you, like I posted something recently about how I thought it was wrong that the Rockettes would be forced to perform for someone that morally they disagree with. Right. And I posted an article about it and it did say that some women were stepping up to volunteer and that the, the backlash had been that, you know, basically they were told they weren't being forced, that they would, they would be able to volunteer. And I thought that was, you know, there were so many things about context around there about like women being forced to not do what they want for centuries, rape, like all the stuff that's been going on against women. And to have that be happening at a performance where women are scantily clad dancing for a, uh, a man who has said derogatory things about women. I just thought the whole thing was just horrible right? I didn't care. There was no politics involved. It was about, this is a very real human issue that's happening right now. And it was fascinating. People were just responding with all sorts of nasty comments. I had to keep blocking and deleting people. And, you know, some people wrote very respectfully and, and shared their opinions. And I had lovely conversations with them. And yes, I did have a conversation with a client recently who did vote for, for Trump. And Um, For me, again, I'm not anti-Trump. Like, I don't believe in being anti-Trump. I think that's very destructive because I think Trump is representing something larger and it's why it's triggering so many people that he's the president of our country currently. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's triggering fear the way I see it. Yeah, like, I'm not Mm anti-Trump. I actually view him as a person, like, I am a person who's well-versed in narcissistic personality disorder. I grew up with it around me. I see all the signs in him and I actually feel very sad for him because he definitely has that disorder and he's not getting help for it. Right. Obviously the fact that he cared about the numbers for his, yeah. Well, there's so many inauguration. 
there's so many signs. And if you re go online and research, so many psychologists are like textbook NPD, like textbook narcissist. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's an actual psychological diagnosis, right? But the mm. point I'm trying to make is that, you know, I think that the conversation I had with my client was beautiful because it really embodied those values going back to Standing Rock that I felt were so important of like really seeking to connect with the person's heart. And she said, like, I voted for Trump and I don't have a problem when you post your opinions on Facebook. It's your page. You have the right to post what you feel is right. Just like she posts what she feels right. I don't go on her page and start lambasting her for posting her personal opinions. Like we have to be, mm -hmm. you have to build a tolerance for hearing each other's opinions. I don't think we should have a tolerance for violation of human rights or violation of our rights. We just shouldn't have a tolerance for that, but we should have a tolerance for emotions and for hearing opinions so that we can connect. And it was a beautiful conversation. Um, where she said, I said, you know, I know your heart and I know you have a good heart. So please know that I don't think that you had evil reasons for voting for this person. And she opened up to me and, and, you know, this was all done publicly. So I'm not sharing anything private. She said, you know, honestly, I felt very torn because I didn't like Hillary Clinton. I, I had mm -hmm. a lot of yeah. about her. And I also had, you know, some reservations about Trump. And I kind of felt like I was pushed into a corner and I had to vote for him. And even when I left the voting booth, I felt dirty. Like I just felt disgusted about the whole thing. And I, but I felt like I should show up and vote, you know, and I really appreciated that share. And it really gave me a window into somebody who, you know, is not a bad person who made a decision and maybe it wasn't the best decision and afterwards they regretted it, but they were trying their best. And I think that I, if we approach all of our conversations right now like this, we can really get somewhere, you know, we can really begin to have compassion and understand each other more. I totally agree. And it's interesting that you said that because I have a friend of mine who shared the same thing that they were so torn. And after they voted for him, that they did feel the same exact way. And I would never shame somebody for voting for him. That's the thing is I didn't shame anybody even in my own post, like to say, like, if you voted for him, you're, you're an idiot or anything like that. Like I may have thought certain things that I was not understanding why certain things were, were like, were able to be looked past, but that's, it's not for me to sit there and judge most somebody else and shame them. I, I don't like that. And I, and I think that that's the thing is, is there's a lot of shame coming up. So it's like shame, yeah. trying to shame me for saying my opinion and, and also trying to shame me. Also, there's people that are like, Oh, I'm so evolved. Like, you know, none of this bothers me. Well, I don't think you're more evolved than, than me. The fact that, it does, you know, like, the, like you're saying, like human rights, environmental rights, certain things get me fired up. I really get the mama bear in me. Like I, I just like, I can't help myself and I get passionate about it. Right. Um, and what, what you had talked about before our call too, is like this shadow side. So I think that for the people that voted for him, a lot of them, there was this wanting to protect our, our families and wanting to like have a safer world. I think that that was a huge thing and not liking um, maybe the way America has been with, you know, a lot of jobs have been lost. So it was like, it was kind of like the down home, you know, like people that are hardworking and just want, they want things to be, I hate the whole make America great again, because make America great again, because in truth, like this may sound horrible, but I don't know that America was great before. Like, I think we're heading into like a good place. Whereas mm -hmm. like, I get the idea that they mean that there was a lot of jobs, but like, there have been a lot of crappy things up until now in the way of rights. 
So how about instead of like, let's make America great again, like let's finally make America like the most awesome as possible. I, I would like that slogan better. But what, yeah. um, this whole shadow side, what do you think that this is about, that this is triggering yeah. with the whole election on both sides? Yeah. Um, so I, this is what I think it's about. It's a huge issue. We have been for many, many years, for centuries actually, been operating upon a paradigm, a belief system that says that we are broken. Okay. That we are broken. So I want you to think about what your broken means. It means you can't trust any intuitive impulses that come from you and you can't trust your own opinions and you can't trust your own feelings because you're broken. So how can you trust anything that's coming from a broken vessel, right? And we see this in many religions and belief systems, like you have original sin and all this stuff, right? So there's this paradigm of being broken. And the world, when that world is operating from this place, I was actually just teaching a class to my clients around the third chakra, which is all about your will and your personal power. When we are taught from the moment we're born and we open our eyes and we start getting indoctrinated by the world that we are broken, we suffer in our power center and we start doubting our power and we start doubting our ability to make decisions. And so we then outsource our power to our leaders, to our politicians, to our teachers, and we think they know more than we do. Now, intellectually, you can know more than someone because you maybe have read more books, but I'm talking emotionally, and there's so many different levels of intelligence. And we outsource our power. So then what happens is we don't make decisions for ourselves. We don't trust in our own instincts. And we allow other people's indoctrinations to sort of take over our computer system and influence our actions. And then we're not actually acting from a place that's connected with our soul and our heart and our truth. Um, and I believe that all human beings have a soul and in our soul is how we access God, is how we access divine wisdom, how we access infinite intelligence, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, and that is the most infallible wisdom around us. So if we're cut off from the part of us that can connect to infallible wisdom, then you can imagine how we end up with all these power struggles, with all these people who are trying to brainwash us and take our power and we've got cult leaders and we've got you know narcissistic politicians and we've got people playing all these power games we've got whole groups of people being suppressed um, and having their power taken away and so on and so forth so to me the core of all of it and the shadow that's being brought up um, not just through this presidency but even a lot of things that happened in 2016 right like around the world like you've got Syria mm -hmm. you've got Standing Rock like you've got all these things happening all over and that's the core of it. I feel like right before I was watching this amazing documentary on different spiritual traditions around the world a few years ago, and they said something that stayed with me, which is that right before we have a huge opening into light and love, the darkness becomes the darkest, the nastiest stuff happens. It's like the last death throes of evil are like coming up. And I believe it's so that we can clear it. Like we have to look the ugliness in the face. Mm, we can't keep yeah. turning our face away from it. And so the universe goes, okay, you keep trying to ignore us. Bam, I'm going to put this right in your face. So that you can you turn up the volume. Exactly. exactly. The, the volume is turned up. Well, and you yeah. know what, Alicia, I think that the big point uh, that also that I'm hearing is for everyone to take this as an inner, like take it to an inner place for inquiry. Yeah. Is that, you know, we, you and I as coaches, we teach people to be self-aware. 
Yes. So, you know, everything is great about creating new habits, different things like that. But if you're not aware of what your triggers are, what your own shadow side is, which yeah. I never vilify this, this shadow. I actually think it's kind of what adds some interest in us as people, whereas certain people are like, vilify the ego. And I'm like, no, some of that is actually okay. Like some of that is the, you know, the anger is, is something that's forward motion. Because if you think about it, if everybody was just always in their soul space, we would be like, Oh, it's all, you know, it's all chill. It's all fine. So I never vilify um, the ego. I think it's something that you have to be aware of what your intentions are. You know, really look at yourself and look at what you're working on and things that make you angrier. You know, where are you acting out on? Where are you being unconscious? Because that's really what you're saying too. It's, it's a lot of unconscious people. And, and when you said documentary, I just thought of the documentary that I watched last night, which um, is on Scientology. Have you heard of this uh, oh, yeah. documentary? Yeah, the Leah Remini oh one. So good. <laughs> it is so, but you know what? I'm, I'm watching it with such fascination because I was raised Catholic, and then I started studying about spirituality about 20 years ago, 19 years ago, where I had read, like, Carolyn Neese's book, Anatomy, was it Anatomy of the Spirit, um, where she, like, introduced, like, chakras. I'd never heard of this stuff before 1997. And then, you know, two years later, studied under an amazing yoga teacher and I mean I just I was a seeker and I always have been a seeker mm-hmm. and um, I found that you know with yoga even in like say 1999 there was some stigmas with it like my mother-in-law thought you know like like is that some other religion like you know there was a lot of like it's still kind of like you know different back then versus now it's become a lot more mainstream and yeah. when people are talking about something that someone doesn't understand the spirituality about there's so much fear. There's so much fear because it's like, oh, is that a cult? Let, well, listen, yoga is not a cult. Scientology, it, what fascinates yeah. me is, yeah. is, you know what people, the, what I'm seeing in that is people wanted the connection, okay? They wanted to become better people. But you know what? There's also the play on this that's huge, which is like also kind of that I see that you could do politically is that when you make somebody feel special, and like elitist, like you, they're above, that takes the connection and manipulates it. And it takes that you wanting to be a better person and manipulates it. And that's yeah. the themes that I see in that, in, in the documentary, is that, you yeah. know, it's playing on people. It's, it's playing that's on what, people that... Right, that don't have that strong connection to their soul. So that's why if we mm-hmm. build that connection and we build that trust with our own internal instincts, and that starts with boundaries. Like, like what do you really want to say no to that you don't allow yourself to say no to? You know, like not mm-hmm. being ashamed to have boundaries, not being ashamed to state your opinion and, and to follow what feels right to you. And if you have that strengthened, then people can't come in and manipulate you and pull you into their cults. And you can trust when you feel spiritually guided towards doing yoga or whatever, regardless of what religion you practice, because you know that you've got a strong connection with yourself and what's true for you and what your values are. That's why it really mm. comes down to what you're saying. Like it comes down to just having very good, deep knowledge of yourself and having a strong connection to your truth, your soul, whatever you want to call it. Well, to me, like, that's the thing is I say God's like ice cream and it's like, whatever flavor you like, is fine. Like I, I always find it interesting that anybody would ever fight about God. It's just the most insane thing. Cause to me, it's also like love. It's like your love with, with your family or your beloved, you know, or some, your best friend. Like that's a personal thing. 
just like you're in love with God. And it's like, I don't know why anybody ever cares the way anybody else is doing it. That blows my mind. Right. It just, it blows my mind because it's just not, it's none of your business. It's really not. But I'm, I'm watching it with fascination that, that this goes on in our country. Cause I just think it's like, it sounds like something that would have happened a long time ago or somewhere else. Like, didn't you find it to be like really mind boggling? I don't know. Was I naive to think that this is, that this would be happening like in LA and, and New York? Like, it's just crazy to me. I felt, you know, I've been protesting for many years and disappointed at turnouts. So I was kind of shocked when I showed up in my tiny little town and I thought maybe 800 people would be there and there was 5,000. I was like, finally, finally people are showing up. (laughs) Oh, did you hear like, I, I, um, and actually I was talking about the Scientology thing. That blew my mind. I like, I didn't know that this was going on, but no, the, um, Oh, the no, protest. What? That. Yes. Well, water. no. What my husband? What Sorry. my husband was shocked about with the pro- with the um, protest is that he was blown away in a good way. That all across the world, like, didn't that make you feel like how so connected to, like that we have people in other countries that are like oh, women yeah. in other countries that were that were protesting. That it's like this is where like you and I as soul girls, you know, we do look at all of us on a soul level as connected. And I felt like, I felt proud of women. Like I felt proud of people. And so I actually thought it was the most empowering thing ever because it showed you like people can come together for positives. And, and so I I do think like your major theme is, is saying too, like, you know, for us to have a dialogue and to like respect, there needs to be respect here where somebody is, somebody is sharing something and I'm going to try to be as respectful and open to even like, I know good will come out of this because it's yeah. not about the president. It's about the changes that come out of this. So I know, I mean, don't you feel like it's lit up the fire underneath so many people oh, that yeah. weren't involved yeah. with things? Like, it's, it I feel like it's creating leaders. Yeah, I agree. It has completely activated people in a way that I feel people are being very passive. Like I said, I've been protesting for many years and I've always... I've always felt like, God, people wake up. Why are you not here at this march? You know what I mean? And, and when I saw what I saw on Saturday, I was like, finally, people are waking up. Like people are getting fires under their booties and getting involved in their government and their lives. They're taking their power back and asking that their voices be heard and not, like I said, shopping their power out to their leaders. So for sure. I mean, that's the gift in this, you know? Yes. And what do you think we can still do with Standing Rock? Because I know it's not over, but for some reason the buzz has let down. We can still, we can still donate. We can still be following. Um, I love following Dallas Goldtooth. Um, he has constant videos and updates on what's happening. Um, and I think just being aware of what's happening and donating and supporting and sharing the news is very important still. And also you can, there's lists online of banks that support the Dakota Access Pipeline and you can pull your money from those banks. And if you can put your money in black owned banks um, or smaller credit unions, you'd really be doing something powerful with your money um, at the same time because, you know, you'd be able to, to show that you're willing to support um, people who are doing good things with their, with their, with your money banks that are doing good things with your money and you get to support minority owned banks you get to support black owned banks you get to support um members of our community who have been underprivileged who are not don't have white privilege you know who don't have privilege in society who are persecuted Mm. who experience racism so i think those are all things that you can do that are super important 
Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Just because like, I think that, um, the news gets, you know, the main, if you only follow mainstream media, you're not always going to get a, a bigger viewpoint. So that's where some people probably think Standing Rock is over. And thank God we do live in a time of social media where like, if we just, could you imagine if it was back in the day when we just had TV where with the, with the marches, you don't know if we'd be able to see all of it. But yeah. with social media, you get to see all of it. And you get just to see like the world in a different way yeah. without the blinders on, without like the media, you know, because yeah. the media has a job, you know, and it's owned by corporations. So it's going to be slanted, right? And yeah. so we, we really do have a free press. And that's another thing that I was super grateful for is even though I didn't agree with who we elected, I felt so grateful to live in a country where I could use my big fat mouth on social media and speak my truth as a woman. Like I felt really honored the fact that I could be somebody that somebody was like, well, I don't like what she's saying, but I have that right. Like it's awesome. And we had the right to protest. So there's a lot of good in it. And that's the thing is some people might've felt that I was being really negative, but to me, being empowering isn't always going to look, like I said, like rainbows and unicorns. It's not. It's sometimes going to make you look at, I mean, God, you have a really good coach. They're going to make you look at some of the stuff you maybe don't want to look at, which I want to let you, um, let the audience know about how to get in touch with you, how they can work with you, how they can find out more. You guys got to follow her on social media and read all that she writes because <laughs> you will be so happy. Well, I love your posts too. Um, you can find me on the internet at my name, lisafabrega.com, L-I-S-A-F like Frank, A-B like boy, R-E-G-A.com. You can uh, sign up right there to get my emails every week. You get free meditation and some audio classes for free when you sign up. Um, so if you want to grab that stuff, you can head on over there. And again, and of course on social media, you can find me at my name, um, and I'm very active on social media as well as on Instagram at the same name. It's all the same across the board. Yes, I love that. I know. I don't know why anybody would want to do anything different because it just makes it easier for us, right? Yeah. Just as the people yeah. um, and for people to find us. Because you, you also never know like what businesses that you're going to have that are going to change, but your name will stay the same. So I think that's super important. But yeah. thank you so much um, for thank coming you. on here. And I, I think you have such a way that's eloquent about speaking your, your point of view in such a kind and respectful way. And I like that. I really like that. And I think that it, it would appeal more to people. I know you had people that didn't quite understand, but I think you, you just lose respect for people. So I appreciate that too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for coming on. And I'm sure we will have you on again. So everyone take care. This is Jenny G. Perry and you are listening to Goddess and Gap. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.